Welcome to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids. I'm Eric. And I'm Lance. And we believe that the Bible is the greatest book in the whole world. It's filled with amazing stories about interesting people, all working together to tell a bigger story, the greatest story, about the most important person who ever lived, Jesus. And we know that understanding more about the people and stories in the Bible helps us to know more about Jesus and what it means to be his followers today. And in this episode, we're talking about Aaron. Aaron's like Moses's brother. Aaron. That's right. Yeah. But oh. it's going to take us a few minutes to get to him in this episode, because we also have to talk about the tribe of Levi that are called the Levites and a very fancy tent. Ah, fancy tent. I like that. Okay. So yeah, last episode, when we heard that Moses went up on Mount Sinai, God gave him lots of instructions about lots of things, honestly. But yep. part of that was the instructions to build a beautiful tent. What was it called again? The tabernacle. Ah, tabernacle. That's a funny word. It is a funny word. I don't say that often. No, not very often. I should. I know, right? Uh, So here's what you need to know about the tabernacle. It was this tent that was used for worship. That's the most important thing to know. Mm -hmm. That's the a place where people worshipped God. And they once they built it, they set it up in the very middle of the camp. So imagine the nation of Israel all camped out in the wilderness around it, and this tent is in the very middle. And God's presence would come down into this tent. And it it happened actually once a year. They Mm -hmm. called this the Day of Atonement. We're going to talk about that uh, more, but this. This worship didn't just happen once a year. It happened all of the time because people would come regularly and they would offer sacrifices. Uh, But anytime that the people of Israel would move to a different place in the wilderness, they would take down the tent, pack it up, and it would be like the line leader for the nation. They would just follow the Levite priests and the tent to the next destination. Well, that's even weird too, because like typically, you know, you pull things in a trailer or something like that. But they're like, no, this is important. That's right. This is a big deal. So we're going to put it first. So these guys carrying this very first, you know, and I've seen, I've seen construction plans for maybe we're building a building here at the church or like when we're, we're building parts of our house before. It's not like someone just sketched something on a wall and then like, I'm going to build that. Like, oh yeah. A lot of detailed instructions and blueprints Uh and like um, layers to it to really do that. So did, did God give Moses like a big, roll out or um, the blueprints, like a big roll of it? No, he didn't. Uh, actually, I mean, you know, he gave him the stone tablets with the Ten mm-hmm. Commandments up on Mount Sinai, right. but he told Moses uh, all the details. And you can read about that in Exodus chapter 26. If you guys ever want to go there and, and read the details, or you could even pause and read it now, but here's what happened. Uh, he gave him measurements, a list of materials, uh, talked about design details. And there are some people who have gone back and read through all of these instructions and the other places in the Bible that talks about the tabernacle. And then they've drawn this set of pictures to show us what it probably looked like. Because, you know, our cool. Bibles don't have pictures in there. No, well, some. I mean, the kids' Bibles yeah, do. Yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not inspired. <laughs> right. <laughs> So I thought it would be cool though, Eric, if uh, I gave you some of these pictures for cool. you to look at and you could describe to our listeners what you see as the tabernacle. All right. Ooh. Well, this is really cool looking, first of all. Okay. So I'm going to be honest with you. When you said fancy tent, this is way beyond. Way beyond. Anything. Yeah. Because it's not just a tent. There's like a whole backyard. It's like they set up like a whole like exclusive area. That's right. They, they fenced it in. 
So it's like, and it's not just like a hurricane fence where you can see through it, kids, but it's like, it's like the barrier, like, don't look through here. Right. Kind of thing. So this is like a special zone. And it, dude, it's super cool. There's like a barbecue pit out front. <laughs> That's not a barbecue pit. They call that the altar. It does oh. have smoke and flames in it, but that is where they would offer the burnt offerings or these animal sacrifices from. Oh, well. Past the barbecue bit. Yep. There's a bird bath <laughs> it's over not, behind that. It's not a bird bath. They call that the basin or the wash basin. That's oh. where the priests, it was filled with water. That's where they would clean themselves because animal sacrifices were messy. Oh, that's and, true. And they yeah. also had to be pure and holy to go into the tent. Okay. And that, which leads me to the cool next thing over here is this cool tent. Now this, I don't know, I'm like in my mind, like I'm not... This doesn't look like when you said tent, even fancy tent. Yeah. This is way beyond that. Yeah. It's even more than a yurt. It's like (laughs) more than a yurt. (laughs) Yes. It's like, it's this long kind of rectangular deal. And there's like, I mean, four layers of fabric across. Yeah. It's not just one little thing. This thing had to be hot. I want to say that. If they're like in some arid zones of the, of the country. Yeah. I bet this thing was not air cooled. Um, so yeah, and there's these wooden posts kind of holding up like all the different fabrics in them. But one of the big deals here is that it looks like they got even fancier. There's two rooms in there. That's right. Yeah, that's one of the most important things to know about what was inside that tent is there was an outer room and an inner room. Wow. Yeah. What's such a big deal about the inner room? Well, the inner room, look look inside. What's in that inner room? The golden box. The golden box. Do you know what that's called? Is that the, I see wings on top. Is that the Ark of the Covenant? That is the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, man. And you can read about that in further chapters. But that is where the specific place where God's presence would come down and meet with the high priest. And so uh, those two rooms, though, were, it was a big deal because it had a curtain or a veil between those two separating them. Okay, so the Israelites, they had uh, built this tent. They used it in their worship for God. And a big part of what happened there out in the courtyard area was animal sacrifice. And we've talked about that a couple of times. So like, you mean like the Passover lamb? Kind of, but different. Okay. And now it's time for the question of the day. My name is Addie Jo, and I'm in second grade. My question is, why do they do animal sacrifices in the Old Testament? That is a great question, Addie Jo. When the Israelites built the tabernacle, they used the altar for animal sacrifices as part of their worship because God instructed them to do so. And these sacrifices are divided into two main categories. So maybe I'm going to oversimplify what's a complicated process, but let me, let's, let's break it down into this way. Okay. The two main categories. The first, when people would bring an animal sacrifice to God, it was a way of saying, thank you. Okay. All right. And the second, the second reason they might bring an animal sacrifice or an offering would be to say, I'm sorry. So kind of like when you kids are at school and you make something and you bring it home. Sometimes it's just to let, and you bring it to your mom. Sometimes it's just to let her know, oh, thank you, mom. I love you. And then, you know, there's other times that you make something for your mom and it's to say, I'm sorry, because you did something like you maybe shouldn't have done. That's right. Now, there were all sorts of other reasons for bringing offerings and sacrifices like peace offerings and grain and fellowship offerings and meal offerings. And there's so many more details to all of this, but it all happened at the tabernacle. And what's important to remember is that this wasn't just a place at the center of their camp. It was the place for the center of their regular worship of God. 
Okay. So the tabernacle is this tent. It's made from the different fabrics and the wooden poles and even precious metals like gold. And that's special. But what made it most special was that God's presence would be there. But but there was also this other cool aspect to it is that God had a special partnership with some people around the tabernacle. Yeah, I I was wondering about that. So like, I mean, they've set this up in the middle. Everyone went past it. Yep. Could anybody just kind of walk on in, wash their hands in the bird bath? No way. Light some candles, go shine the golden box. No. So you see, God said only certain people could do this. And he chose the men from the tribe of Levi to be priests. Tribe of Levi. Okay, like we talked about in the last episode, you guys remember one of the 12 tribes who descended from Jacob's sons tribe of Levi. That's right. And God set them apart to serve as priests. And there was this one special job called the high priest. Dude, one guy. One guy I'm at a the time. high priest. That's right. And the very first high priest was Aaron, the brother of Moses. The golden calf guy. I that's, remember him from last episode. That's right. Same one. So for this part, I thought it would be fun to invite a special guest. You know, we have a friend named Aaron. That's right. We do. Our friend Aaron. Same name. Same name. Come on in, Aaron. See what you did there. Hey, Aaron. Welcome to Who's in the Bible Headquarters. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. My kids love this podcast. Like, binge listen on Road Trip. Love this podcast. Awesome. We're glad to hear that. That always is. That's a good thing, too. You know, to kind of get on the road trip. Yeah. ingest the whole Bible, or at least the parts of it. (laughs) The parts of it we're talking about. The parts of it we're talking about. You'll get there eventually. Uh, So what's it like having a Bible name? You know, (laughs) neither of us have Bible names like Eric and Lance. You don't find them. There's some really odd names in the Bible. (laughs) There are. But, but no Lance. No Lance, no mm-hmm. Eric. Yeah, so my name's Aaron, but not only do I have a Bible name, I have two Bible names. My name's Aaron Matthews. So it's like Old Testament and New Testament. What? Yeah, so I don't even know if my parents even meant to do that, but it sounds cool. Like Old Testament, New Testament sounds pretty holy. And yeah. Why do you think about that aspect of it? Yeah. Old Testament, New Testament. A little bit of both, in yeah. one, all Shoot. in one name. Okay, so Aaron, we've been talking about priests in the Old Testament and about Aaron, the first high priest. So how would you describe the partnership between God and priests? Yeah, so the role of the priest you see throughout the Old Testament, really, right? And the, the priest was really this kind of mediator or middleman between this holy God and sinful people. So the priests would kind of, they would help people worship. They would do these sacrifices that you guys were talking about. And the sacrifices were bloody. And and you had to be like this strong man. I mean, it's like holding these big bulls and cows and goats. And it got kind of messy. But they were the middleman between a holy God and a sinful people. And they helped the people keep the rules in order to really worship God. Yeah. So um, didn't Aaron's sons get in trouble for not following the rules? Oh, they totally got in trouble. It wasn't just trouble. <laughs> they they waltzed on into the most holy place, this inner room inside the tabernacle, and uh, didn't follow God's rules about uh-huh. the way to do that. And God struck them dead. Like they just fell over dead. Oh my goodness. I imagine lightning or lasers. Lasers yeah. would be cool. Lasers would have been. This was pre-laser though. Yeah. I don't know. God could do lasers. <laughs> or he wants to. Well, so Aaron, our church doesn't have priests. We have pastors and you're one of them. So what's the difference between priests and pastors? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, so pastors also help people worship, uh, but we aren't in the middle. We're not the mediator. So like no one has to come to me in order to speak to God or uh, for, to, for them to be right with God. Really, Jesus changed all of that. 
So is that why we don't have like an altar outside of our buildings, outside the church and priests who kind of lead everything? How, how did Jesus change all that? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons, right? So the Bible calls Jesus the great high priest. He was this ultimate middleman between a holy God and a sinful people. So there could never be another high priest like him. And there never needs to be another high priest like him. Jesus changed everything. He accomplished for us what we couldn't accomplish for ourselves. That's like a couple of episodes ago when we talked about the Passover lamb. And we pointed to this point in the New Testament where where Jesus is called the Lamb of God. Yeah. This is another one of those things from the Old Testament that we see the New Testament describe Jesus being the best or final version of that thing. Man, I love that. The best and final version. Uh, that's really what we see in the book of Hebrews in the New Testament. So the book starts by saying like, Jesus is like better than Moses, which yeah. y'all just talked mm-hmm. about, right? Yeah. Uh, Jesus is even better than the angels. And we think angels are pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but then later in the book of Hebrews, it really talks about Jesus is the better and final high priest. And so specifically in chapter nine, we see this, the, the priests will, you know, they go in and they worship uh, and they, in this space, they perform these ritual duties. And the high priest would go into that holy place, the most holy place one time a year. And they would bring blood with them to purify themselves uh, and to, to atone for the sins of the people. But Jesus came as this better high priest. And if you know the story of the cross, it involves some blood and sacrifice too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let's read from Hebrews chapter nine, verses 11 and 12. It says this, but when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, then through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands, that is not of this creation. He entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. So Aaron, how would you, how would you put this into your own words for kids that are listening? Yeah, so it's really saying that God had given the Israelites this special and specific way to worship. You know, so he had asked Aaron and the Levites after him to have this special partnership with him uh, as priest which is really meant to show us this bigger picture in the Bible, really that Jesus is our sacrifice and that he already mediated or really went between a holy God and a sinful people. So, and because of Jesus, we don't do sacrifices anymore and we don't need priests to go to God for us. Jesus has already done all of that. Well, Aaron, thanks for coming to this luxurious Who's in the Bible headquarters today. <laughs> yeah, man, it's been sweet, really. But thanks for having me. Hey, listen, parents and kids, if you're listening, you haven't subscribed to these episodes, uh, man, hit that button. Tell your parents to sub- subscribe. Uh, Who's in the Bible is awesome, and you don't want to miss the next episode. You've been listening to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids brought to you by Clear Creek Community Church.